gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri. Clear and plain and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh? Good, then. Well, then, as you say, we're both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine and, and I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine. It's, it's a podcast. podcast. But can you sing the Jurassic World theme? No, there is not none. yet. There is it's, one. It's, there is it's like that. <laughs> Somewhere in there, I'll say hello and welcome to Fighting in the War Room, episode seventy-four, the review segment for Friday, June eleventh, two thousand. Oh, June twelfth. Been behind on my dates all week. It's still it's June twelfth, two thousand and fifteen. Summer man, time, time has no I meaning. I know I got summer Fridays, bro. Oh, I'm shut already up. off. As you listen F to this, off. I'm I'm not drinking beer somewhere, but I probably should be. You might be. It, who knows when people are listening to this? That's They're not true. listening to it necessarily At the moment it goes moment. out. You never know what I'm up to. <laughs> uh, we're here to review Jurassic World, which is pretty much the only movie opening this weekend, aside from some. The movies. only movie opening this weekend? Well, the what only about? major movie, the only wide release movie. Okay. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I haven't seen it, doesn't exist. It's coming out the Wolf Pack, as we discussed on the podcast earlier That's true, this but week. Come on. Is, is everyone going to go see the wolf pack or are they going to go see giant fucking dinosaurs? Madam Bovary starring <laughs> Gemma Arterton, I believe. Oh, there's a Madam Bovary movie out. Well, then. the sequel to the Yes Men documentary, The Yes Men Are Revolting is coming out, obviously anticipated. Everyone has clicked on this review to hear us talk about those movies. Uh, Jurassic World, it is a uh, sequel to Jurassic Park that I believe, and you guys can question me on my timeline, basically pretends the second two Jurassic Park movies never happened. I don't think there's any evidence that they they have ignored that. But there's not any, there's no mention of them as far as I can tell. Well, there's nothing to mention in Jurassic Park 3 because that kind of stands alone and away from public eye. Uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, you know, a Tyrannosaurus Rex invades San Diego. And, and no one you would think that does that, not seem to have happened. Yeah, if that happened, no one would open a park again, <laughs> I think. Because throughout this movie, they're like, man, if they even get catch wind of a problem, they would no one would ever come to Jurassic World again. So yeah. if a Tyrannosaurus Rex really rampaged through the streets of San Diego. Might well, not have happened, but I mean, uh, there you could make headcanon arguments either way. Well, is, I would, is the point. Well, there is an the argument. There's an argument to be made because um, Ian Malcolm's book appears in this. Uh, oh, does it really? Yes, in the background of two different shots. I a believe. book mentioned before the events of Jurassic Park, or after? <sighs> I need to look that up. My crazy right. fan theory has. I well, there's also the well theory enough. that uh, Chris Pratt's character appeared as a child in the beginning of Jurassic yeah, Park. Which maybe is fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not real. But there was Ian Malcolm did write a book at the beginning of Lost World about his experience at Jurassic Park. Oh, yes, that's that the is. same book. That's the book. Oh, okay. that is yeah. the book. Lost World did happen. Yeah, well, technically. And then, and see, the Unless interesting thing is, is like... split universe. Right, Ooh. right. And then InGen, who is still in the movie, they're just like a side company. They don't own the park part of the island, from what I understand. They're basically a military operation. Right, but they were going to build that attraction like on the mainland in the Lost World. So yes. it probably, you know, the T Rex got loose, and they're like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should go back to the island where we already have these dinosaurs." But yeah, there's but no mention of a site. There's no mention of what do you mean? Who would go if there was a dinosaur park and Tyrannosaurus Rex had just rampaged through San Diego? You would go to Jurassic World. Yeah, Absolutely. man, people Absolutely. die at the theme parks all the time. Yeah, but Disneyland we makes sure we never know about it. Oh, yeah, but, like, what's the difference? Like, if you see a guy fall into a lion pit, you watch it on YouTube, you don't stop going to the zoo. And that's the point of this whole movie, so Dave is that we're sort of desensitized to these Patches things. And I would not, is what we're learning. From I don't this watch stuff. videos of people dying in zoos <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Me I, I just to make that clear. What's wrong with you? Not well, I mean, people YouTubing of Velociraptor attacks in Jurassic World, I'd say. 
That's true. I wonder if there that would be a good place to plant Easter eggs if I was Universal's marketing team. Although if I was Universal's marketing team, I probably already would have spent like ten to twelve million dollars on this movie. Well, you spent a lot of money creating BD Wong viral videos that are complete nonsense. <laughs> By the way, my tremendous joke on Twitter this week. Speaking of fan Tremendous theories. Tremendous joke. Wow. It was amazing. You, uh, it, was, yourself on the back it was there. it was a real uh, you know moment of brilliance on my part. My fan theory is that the uh, B.D. Wong's character in the original Jurassic Park actually grows up to be B.D. Wong's character in Jurassic World. That's mind-blowing. Now, I need to fact check, but I think, <laughs> it, I think it'll stick. So Jurassic World, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, what it the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, it's uh, set at Jurassic World, which is uh, open on the same island where Jurassic Park opened some 22 years ago. Is that Isla Nubar, Isla Dave? Nubar. Uh, and then no. it's, uh, it's basically turned into a much larger and more elaborate theme park worthy of the name Jurassic World. And it's been around so long to the point that uh, people are kind of bored of dinosaurs. There's a dinosaur petting zoo. You can paddle kayaks through a river where brontosauruses and stegosauruses are hanging out. I believe they're and, uh, brachiosauruses, in the, just for the uh, record. In, the, uh, <laughs> in one of the film's many, many highly meta moments, there's this discussion about how people are kind of bored by dinosaurs. And if you're going to show them that, you got to show them something bigger and better. And aren't these audiences so cynical and just want big things? Which, of course, is what it's like to make a sequel to a beloved movie from 1993, something that is not lost on Jurassic World. But... Uh, that also sets the plot in motion and that uh, the park, which is run by Bryce Alice Howard, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember her exact job title. But she's, she's like the charge. manager of the park. Yeah. So and she doesn't appear to know shit about dinosaurs, which is something we can get into later. <laughs> uh, they have uh, started genetically engineering uh, the Indomitus Rex, which is a hybrid of a whole bunch of different dino DNA. That they don't no, you, you said it wrong. Oh my god, Dino DNA. Oh, wow. also that's inaccurate someone. DNA from many different animals, yes, which will true. become important occasionally. But that's almost movie. spoiler some territory. Di- for some so, dino for some DNA and some various other DNA. But you know, kind of in the way it, I believe uh, BD Wong points out that the dinosaurs of the original Jurassic Park also had some frog DNA mixed yes. in there. So it's been going that's, on. Since that's what swapped the gender. It actually, the Indominus Rex has uh, earthquake DNA in it, which is why it causes so much disastrous. <laughs> it's a San Andreas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Indominus Rex gets loose because it's smarter than anybody expected. And uh, only Chris Pratt's Dino Wrangler character, he's a guy who's been training raptors. I don't, it's never clear to me why the park was not him training raptors. No. He just is. Especially because there's a whole. InGen does. But right, so the there's the whole side him. plot. Like, who hired him to train raptors? Oh, man, did you guys miss all the no, no, no. exposition the park, in the helicopter? No, the park did hire him because there's a whole thing with Bryce Dallas Howard. She needs him to come check out the, the padlock. So. I know, but no, no, why, clearly an InGen owner, The park. owner tells him just because he's on the island, InGen and the, uh, the park are two separate entities. Yeah. So why is he training raptors as opposed to doing a million other jobs on the island? Right, because he seems to have no idea why InGen would want any raptors to be trained. Uh, early on in the film, Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays his kind of like InGen muscle guy or Vincent e- evil doer. Vincent D'Onofrio, I did not recognize at all. Really? I had no idea that was him. Clearly someone forgot to watch Daredevil. Anyway, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio is like, indeed. we want to use these for weapons. Uh, kind of recalling John Sayles... Uh, Jurassic Park 4 script that got totally sacked way back in the late 90s uh, where they were gonna, it was all about like mutant dinosaurs and dino military units and shit um, which would have been awesome. That's basically what he's trying to do, yeah. Yeah, so they're trying they want these raptors to like go to Iraq. Um, That's I guess an archaic way of putting it, but um, yeah, and and, and Chris Pratt seems to have no idea that this is why someone would want to do it, so what the fuck are they doing? It's unclear to me what he's been doing this whole time. I guess it's like lion training. The first time we see him, he divulges this plan, but that's not the plan that's been in place because that's how uh, Chris Pratt's character... Why does Chris Pratt think he's training raptors <laughs> we're getting very just, caught up in the uh, minutiae here but it that's does just what he's doing get into her high heels and i'm really gonna go off oh, so just, yeah no the yeah java was also pissed off about <laughs> the high heels so anyway uh, uh and rice gets loose only chris pratt has the knowledge uh required to make it happen or to uh, bring the dinosaur back in there's also these two kids who are the nephews of bryce Dallas howard's character who are wandering around and get caught up in the mayhem and uh, there's a whole bunch of other side characters that i honestly think i might have forgotten about by now including uh, an engineer played by jake johnson who i think is pretty funny and good in the movie uh, very funny actually Vincent D'Onofrio, bd wong uh oh irfan khan plays is like the hammond of this movie kind of 
And he's learning how yep. to play a helicopter. He's a little more of the lawyer type in this movie because he's a money man. He only cares about the business. But. Well, well he, can, he cares well, about grandeur. He talks about Hammond a lot. Like he's the one who's always like, just believe in the animals, do whatever it That's takes. That's the character inconsistency that he is both of those things. But I think he's supposed to be what Katie recognizes him as, which is like the, the Hammond heir. Well, who, his, you know, yeah, his running gag is that he loves to fly a helicopter despite not really being able to fly a helicopter, and yet people allow him to do this, which has that kind of safari aspect, which is what Hammond's original vision was. Interesting. Uh, right. Live with the dinosaurs. Don't just watch them behind gates. So, well, like, I feel close like... With, oh, go ahead. I was going to say they get close to the gyroscope, but just as a way to move things forward. Keep going, Katie. <laughs> so, basically, I feel like all the things we've been talking about, we keep getting caught up in uh, character inconsistencies and this various nonsense that uh, has driven me crazy and drove me crazy while I saw the movie. And yet you but loved I, it, so... I didn't but I did really enjoy watching this movie. I thought as all right. So I'm going to set aside like any comparison to Jurassic Park is going to fall flat because most movies fall flat compared to Jurassic Park as we discussed in. If only uh, you could not reference Jurassic Park. Well, if only the movie so, would allow you to do so. So what I so the movie starts off with some very heavy handed references to the original Jurassic Park, including kind of the uh, cynicism I was talking about in the beginning where everyone's over dinosaurs. There's various references throughout but i do think it eventually gets out of its own way it starts establishing itself as a movie somewhat on its own terms like still much more limited than the average blockbuster and creates some good scenes i think chris pratt despite being inexplicably stone-faced is still pretty good in the movie and i think that there was a lot to enjoy while watching it even if knowing that what i was watching was not as good as jurassic park and most movies aren't as good as jurassic park so i feel like that's fair Dave, I actually I'm, don't know what you thought, and I know what Patches thought, so I want to hear from you first. Oh, I'm in a very similar standpoint. Um, I didn't have so much of a Chris Pratt problem um, because uh, it's, he was cast uh, after Zero Dark Thirty, but before Guardians of the Galaxy had been released. And drawing a line from that character to this character, I totally see how he uh, interpreted his place as this ex-military animal trainer guy who... Yeah, who is very anti-establishment throughout the whole thing. Like, he doesn't, he isn't the only one who knows how to stop the Indominus Rex. He immediately, as soon as it, you know, he realizes it's smart, is like, you need to evacuate the island, and he's trying to get out of there. He just has to go back for the kids, because this movie is constantly either, like, in an action sequence that it wants to stand at its own, or providing some sort of meta commentary about how it's not a better version of Jurassic Park, even though that's what it's supposed to be engineered as. And I think that's ultimately where the movie lands. And it's not uh, long enough or substantial enough a movie for me to be worried about the uh, plot inconsistencies, because if you take just the average of all Jurassic Park movies, this one is much more consistent with its characters and plot than uh, Lost World and uh, Jurassic Park 3 were just to loop them, bend themselves into the plot position where it could be dinosaurs attack once again. So this one, by recommitting to the fact that the original Jurassic Park idea was good and we were lucky to also get a movie that Steven Spielberg expertly directed Directed. Now we just get uh, another version of good, but that also needs to spend a majority of its running time recognizing the fact that it can't be perfect or that it's not going to bet on being perfect. It's just going to bet on being good enough. And so in that sense, it's like a summer entertainment and I can't ask anything more of it. But I would never say it's like an A plus movie. No, it's like a B, B plus movie. But Patches, I think that sense that it's not going to live up to the legacy is what drove you crazy about it. No, I think it's just a bad movie in its own right. <laughs> I hate it. I really did not like this movie. Um, I mean, certainly evoking Jurassic Park all the time doesn't help its case. But, well, to speak to that for one second, I keep thinking of uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm and his chaos theory example which it would be if you drop a, you know, a droplet of water on your hand and it slides backwards. If you do the exact same thing from the exact same height again, where will it drop? Well, everyone thinks it would be the exact same thing, but no, it actually could be quite horrible. And Jurassic World is the second drop. It is trying to be a reboot of Jurassic Park without just doing it because there's way too much reverence for Jurassic Park. Um, well, how is it not just doing it? Because it's not, because 
Jurassic Park exists. The movie has happened in the world of this picture. I mean, they literally go to the old Jurassic Park site. And I don't care if that's a spoiler. It's so dumb I have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I don't think there are any spoilers for this movie. Dinosaurs no. chase people? I mean, maybe the Hi. end sequence, but like... I don't... Uh, I mean, there's, like, there's, okay. there's dinosaur fighting in the end. I don't think See, that would be spoiling anything. I mean, okay. Sorry, Patrick. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. I just wanted to make sure that you had like an expectation for what this movie was going to deliver that was realistic. I want to, the expectation is awe, wonder, and action. All right, let's okay, talk about it doesn't, the awe. It doesn't have any awe. Thing. It doesn't yeah. have any awe. It doesn't I agree with that. Well, what's so offensive is, as Katie was mentioning, the first 30 minute, minutes of this are self-hating. Not 30, not 30 minutes. I would give it less time than that. Really? Yeah, well, I think it gets over. It felt like that time. because that stretch <laughs> was like excruciating. Um, the self-hating, self-loathing attitude towards making blockbusters in 2015 to have. It's not just reverence to what Spielberg does. It's moaning. It's weeping about not being able to do it on his own or even try. Trevor O. And, and it's such crass commercialism paired with that you know we, we actually he feeds Jake Johnson lines. Jake Johnson wears a Jurassic Park T-shirt. In this movie, and he says, um, "The old, you know, the first Jurassic Park was legit. They didn't use genetically engineered dinosaurs, crazy monsters, and stuff. They just had simple dinosaurs." Well, first off, fuck you, because that park didn't work. <laughs> Why, you know, people, that didn't a lot work. of people died. Yeah, that's not legit. Everyone died, um, <laughs> and you got your teacher on eBay. You hack. Uh, Where are you supposed to get your T-shirt? Well, in I, the jungle where the stuff is. Yeah, he's but. literally on an island with the fallen, <laughs> sure, with the remains. You could go, the you could go get one. Um, but matching that kind of stuff, like being so explicit and having Bryce Dallas Howard walk around and be like, our test groups tell us that, blah, you know, people can't watch these movies without crazy bombastic dinosaurs. They won't come to Jurassic World. Or then also to have Irfan Khan be this Indian investor. And that thinly yeah. veiled metaphor. I thought, that, I thought that was kind of funny. Although he should have been Chinese if they really wanted. How to is that right. any different than any of the stereotypes at the beginning of Jurassic Park? Because they're not about American filmmaking. They're not about what Jurassic Park is, and they're not about the weepy tough time that Colin Trevorrow had making Jurassic World. And I will say this: he could have made that movie and followed it all the way through. That's why Birdman is a pretty good movie, and Jurassic World is a piece Ooh. of shite. I can't believe mm. you just said Birdman's a pretty good movie when David's not around. He's well, gonna, especially compared to he's Jurassic World, come back and murder you. You know, I had problem. I was I was a little agitated when Birdman won the Oscar because it's so clearly Hollywood being like, "Yeah, we don't want to make superhero movies. Boo! We want to make art. Yeah, Birdman. It prevails. It hates superhero movies." And then they all went back to their desks Monday morning and just. Greenlit more. Did Michael Blockbuster Keaton garbage. Sign on? What's Michael Keaton going to be in? He's going to be in something. He's going to be in King Kong reboot. Oh yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> it's not but a that's the movie. that's the inevitability that this movie exists in and attempts to comment on. But so it I can't follow it, through. It, it can't comment on this. I think it then, follows through. And then that's provide why they go to that the, same, the visitor center. It can't have that. It can't have its cake and eat it too. It can't be this crazy. Uh, CG carnage that it's bemoaning in the beginning if you want me to like it by the end like go all out and provide crazy 2015 state of the art dino on dino madness that would be fun you don't think it does I don't think it does I mean the most fun you don't think it's trying to it does in the second half but it can't how can that how can I be happy and excited to see that when I've just been shamed for enjoying that kind of stuff? Like, it's my fault for putting cash behind this. I'm the audience well, okay. that only wants to see this in the first per- place. Pretend it's even simpler than that, and the dinosaur is a direct metaphor for the movie, which is this, like, overpowered sequel that has all the wrong things powered up. If its actions, one-to-one, through the movie track is like a metaphoric arc for this film which like it even in its failings i think you could follow like scene to scene and that's an interesting thing to attempt i'm not gonna hate him for doing it because the reality is the reality of the movie which is that there was going to be a jurassic park 4 sure but the but the movie crossed the line from commenting on how we enjoy entertainment that maybe today's audiences are too busy looking on their phones to care about the tyrannosaurus rex you know, eating a goat, the kind of things that in 1993, you know, sent people into the Spielberg face shock, right? 
There's no Spielberg it, face in this movie. It's there really sense. isn't. Yeah. There, which is, I, you know, if you're going to nod to anything, um, at least own your own all-inspiring well, money a, shots. There's and, a and shot of Chris Pratt from above that's been in like the marketing material yeah. from the very beginning. And I was realizing today that it's so emblematic of the lack of awe, which I do. That That's one of the, the bigger problems I have with the movie, the lack of awe. We can talk about it. But like his face is just completely stony, like... I'll handle this. And it's like the Spielberg face angle with none right. of the wonder in it. With it's being like way perfect. high. No, it's it's exactly oh, you're what right. it's the Trevor wrong angle. hates. It's like yeah. it needs to be so high because this is such a bigger movie. This is the 2015 version where everything's huge. So, Dave, speaking to what, what you were saying is that there's a threshold for me in enjoying this movie. I don't want this movie to be about making movies. You can make a movie that's about watching it and being the audience and what does inspire and send our jaws dropping and how maybe we can't enjoy that as much. So we have to create this mad monster, uh, this hybrid. You can make that movie, and he does that a few times. It's successful, but it's just a few beats suffocated by his own complaining about trying to make a blockbuster. And then also this weird commercialism that... So the first time that we hear the Jurassic Park theme... Uh, that iconic John Williams yeah, score this, that we were humming in the beginning. This, this, this is a big mistake. Um, the first time we see it, it's not a dinosaur. It's not swooping into Isla Nublar. It is a, a giant, like, soaring shot over the park. It felt like a Disneyland promotional video. And I'm not inspired, and I'm not, like, shocked that it's this huge, sprawling park. Look, it's prevailed. Jurassic World is thriving. No, that's not exciting. I don't, like... People who go to Disneyland every weekend are going to be like, ooh, ah, I want to go there. I'm just like, it left me totally well, I mean, the, blank. The cinematography of the film mishandles, uh, I'm not sure about the score. I think so, but the fact it isn't memorable enough makes it like sort of difficult. The, the like, non-John like, Williams parts are not memorable. I actually yeah. No, I actually think it's jarring whenever the old John Williams music comes in. Oh, really? In. Yeah, I, I thought it played, I mean, it's reminding remember, me too much of the Elder movies, and it works I against I remember a lot of a lot of stuff with the kids in the jungle and then transitioning into the old visitor center and then out of the old visitor center. I really liked that. Like, I don't know, stretch of 10 minutes scoring wise. Wait, when they uh, go to old Jurassic park. Well, yeah, because it goes from the original score. What's the benefit about that? Like what, what does that scene gain? Why does dipping a toe back into Jurassic park help this film tell its story? Because we don't, we don't learn the the lessons if if it's one to one movie metaphor is we don't we don't learn even when like the bodies of the films or even when Tomorrowland's losing a hundred million dollars but it's not about that. it's not about like we forgot our mistakes and we've created something crazier it's that we've create we've just created something crazier to match our obnoxious uh, you know uh, uh, well the movie stands. tries. The movie tries to have it be we forgot our mistakes, and I think they have B.D. Wong even say something similar. Oh, my God. This whole B.D. Wong, like, B.D. Wong gets I mean, beefed that, up that's hard, hard, and that's spoilers, and we won't really talk about that, I don't think. But that whole, like, side plot is oh, yeah, sequel that's the set one. up bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that feels like it was, like, really horribly tacked on, and that's also why I was fed to the, to, I don't know, marketing campaign as being the thing they could do, but... It's like, if we're going to get... It's it's interesting having followed the rumors of there being a Jurassic Park 4 for so long, because it was like, it seemed like at some point if we were going to get a Jurassic Park 4 was going to involve weaponized dinosaurs. Like, that was just the next step. That's what they were sort of leading with, with the pterodactyls to get off the island at the end of Jurassic Park 3, and they were going to going to lead into that. And that's what led to like the crazy script that was reviewed online with the dinosaur hybrids. And so it's really interesting to know that that's where the franchise wanted to go and couldn't make it work for so many years, and that's the atmosphere that this movie was made in. And knowing that this movie is at least interesting enough for me that I'm willing to let a lot of the stuff that you're talking about go and like, yeah, it's shot from high angles when <laughs> low angles should be used. And uh, there's way too many flyovers to the park. And there's no it's hero like playing, shots of your uh, evil dinosaur. Uh, yeah, that's theme really park weird. tycoon or whatever it was called. <laughs> know, Roller coaster know, tycoon. Right. I know what the thing, I know what the dinosaur, the evil dinosaur looks like. But like there's never a moment that's anywhere as iconic as any of the three uh, previous Jurassic Park Or even films. Godzilla, which I thought about a lot. Oh, my God. Godzilla right. is... Fucking Goya compared to this. I mean, <laughs> well, 
Well, Godzilla is also aiming for something very different, which is, I think, to be fair to sure. Jurassic World. But but so right. I belabored a point, and we should talk about two things that, Katie, you seem more maybe invested in, Dave, well, perhaps you too, which would be character and actual action. Okay, right. so I wanted to bring up something that will, I think will lead me into character, and I think it's a counterpoint to what you're saying about the movie being about filmmaking and trying to make movies for these idiots. I think what the movie is trying to have you presuppose is that you are smarter than all these idiots and you have come into this movie because you're willing to be awed by dinosaurs, but you're also having to get over something. And I think it is an effort to ally you with the Bryce Dallas, Howes, Bryce Dallas Howard character who is kind of over dinosaurs. She's been working here. This is just her job. And then has to have this moment where there, uh, there's a, a brachiosaurus that uh, has been injured and they, you know, it's a clearly a puppet that they're using, which makes it a really impressive scene. And they're trying to kind of bring you back to that sense of awe. And I think the movie is not trying to be cynical and just be about filmmakers trying to talk the audiences into it, but trying to talk you as the audience into it. And I think when the action succeeds, it does that really well. And it is the movie's one effort of not nearly enough, and I'll complain about Bryce Dallas Howard later, to make her a sympathetic point of view for the audience. I, so I don't think it's a cynical but as you wanted to be patches. I th- I would be totally on board with that direction and perhaps if the movie deviated into something and you know I don't want this movie to evoke Jurassic Park but by having two kid characters and uh having Chris Pratt I did kind of think like oh maybe maybe it'll become the the Timmy and Grant and Lexi like we're stuck in the jungle kind of moment where like hitting a reset button. If this is all total garbage, where is the all? Where where can we go back to zero? If that if the audience is here to reinvest in these iconic dinosaur shots, the beauty of these creations, then there really isn't that opportunity because it launches straight into destruction. It's, it launches straight into everything Colin Trevorrow apparently hates about modern movies and loves about Jurassic Park. Uh, Wait, I mean, you, you mean in terms of when the action sequences start? Yeah, because I mean, I'd say the first half hour is not just cynicism; it's also build up about like, okay, all these characters. Where are you in the park? Okay, Chris Pratt, where are you in the on the island? And what do you do? And uh, these two kids, these two kids have no purpose in this movie. It's super. It's so obnoxious. Like there's a plot where their parents are getting divorced and you know, that older kid Nick Robinson who is in um Kings of Summer. Yeah, Kings of Summer. Um I guess he just has a boner all the time cuz he's a teenager so he's trying to hit on girls like making weird googly eyes for, on on all the rides. And then they have to get in trouble. They have served absolutely no purpose. They're not interesting and they're not really speaking to anything after shit hits the fan. Like, they are our way into the idea that people can't pay attention to a T-Rex or aren't really impressed by giant... I mean, I guess they're impressed by the water dinosaur. So was I. Here's a positive <laughs> point. That's cool. The po- yeah. water dinosaur is cool, people not really in the movie. People made a lot of fun of that from the trailers, too. Well, it doesn't look good, and none of the dinosaurs do. I thought the CG was really sloppy, and if I was an ILM person oh, working right. on the movie... You're, you're completely ridiculous. If, I, if, I, right if I was an ILM person working on this movie, and I saw the first 30 minutes where Colin Trevorrow is shitting on modern blockbusters, I'd be like, you know what? I'm half-assing this one. Screw you. Wow. But, um, uh, that is like looking at a Monet painting and being like, couldn't the edges of the flowers wow, be totally sharper? totally disagree. Totally disagree, because I've seen great movies this no, summer no, and last. No, no, I'm not, that, okay, that I'm, not saying, I'm not saying great. I'm saying it, the technique that you're looking at is the evidence of so many, like, man hours that, like, we I don't, don't have know to what dinosaurs look like in sunlight. You don't know what a dinosaur looks like in sunlight? I mean, it doesn't what matter what I think of dinosaur. I've, I'm not comparing it against an image of my brain i'm just watching the movie right but like maybe it's shot bad but like when you're looking at a so what shot of a dinosaur in a cg environment with other cg dinosaurs who are you to say <laughs> okay. it's bad cg i i'm not i'm not saying it's bad cg i'm mostly um knocking ilm or saying that ilm half-assed it as a joke it just looks bad all around i, I have no I mean, one to blame it's it's in it's weirdly shot and lit in a lot of places in terms of not using the dinosaurs to create any sort of suspense outside of this 
one weird scene in like the forest area where with the tracker scene. Yeah, the fact uh, that there was no suspense in that scene was really mystifying. It was, yeah, it was super weird. Uh, yeah, no energy. I mean, he's Chris Pratt is biking through the forest with a pack of velociraptors. And I feel like they're all in a treadmill or something. Oh, see, no, I like that sequence. I like that sequence a lot because it treats them, you know, as animals and it's sort of doing this like tracking, running speed biker thing. And they don't do the goddamn Return of the Jedi shot. But at the (laughs) point where the, uh, I mean, spoilers, maybe like where the velociraptors kind of turn on the people, like there was such an opportunity for suspense of trying to wonder where those, where they were in the forest and there just isn't any of it. It's very, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm just more talking about like, I watched the trailer for the first trailer for Jurassic world and saw Chris Pratt, like biking next to Raptors and thought this was going to be like a B level shit movie. But like like, when that actual, when that actual sequence came around, I was like, Oh, you know what? This is doing it on its own terms and I don't dislike it. It's completely different than like, uh, a lot of the Indominus Rex attacks where it's like mostly this thing, although we're told it's like a killing machine, you mostly feel like it's a ticking clock just like heading towards the population. You don't yeah. really see anything that makes it feel like a threat in and of itself well, you see because dead, it's just not shot that you way. You see dead Brachiosauruses in its, in its wake. Right, but like Katie was saying, that is used more so you hook into the characters and less... Like, by the time, if you're really following the movie, you're supposed to be like, oh, like, these two characters are people, and now the redhead's on board, and she's less... I mean, he's an echo of Alan Grant, which is why he's so stoic, and she's John Hammond, which is why she wears white and is supposedly the beating heart that cares about the kids. And together, they have to become something that is their own movie. And they sort of do, but, like... Mm. There is there aren't any arcs in this movie. There are beginning points and end points, and characters just jump to it when they need to go there. Yeah. But like that that's all the Jurassic Park movies. Like the first mm, one, not all it of them. just. The, <laughs> I mean, the first one had that. It had um, uh, that one night. It took place. The, you know, we had one night while the disaster was still going on. And everybody got to center and have character moments. And Grant got to love kids and figure out the dinosaurs are reproducing. And Hammond got to talk to Sattler and realize, you know, sort of the error of playing God while drinking, you know, having drinking while eating melting ice cream. And it was great. But because this movie can't stop because of its structure, all they are. Why can't it stop? From what's what's the problem? Because the Indominus Rex is racing towards the people. I think it's scared too, yeah, and I think they were worried about bloat uh, in a lot of ways. Like, I think that Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 both suffer from bloat in the middle, where it becomes. Um, um, I think Lost like World a video is game. so much better than this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh no, not, not even, at all. No. Like, not Lost even World close. Lost World is horrible. Lost World is so much better than this. No, the, the 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 all Jurassic Park movies are like destination movies. They're about action set pieces in between destinations, and if you stop to get some character moments, then you're watching the first one. But the other ones are all the same as this. Really, uh, I like when they're I like when the engine people are sitting around talking about you know going on the hunt and all that stuff in Lost World. And I like Malcolm. You know, Malcolm is such a great character. Who cares what he's doing? He doesn't need to be with dinosaurs. He could just be talking to his daughter about gymnastics and punching <laughs> velociraptors. Who cares? Or then yeah, go back I to love, San Diego and sit on a stuff. couch. You're right. That's Spielberg. so much better than seeing dinosaurs destroy things. It really actually, it really minutes. is. You know, I, I agree with Colin Trevorrow. Watching characters do nothing while dinosaurs remain a threat is a lot more interesting than seeing the Indominus Rex like poke its nose into a gyroscope. It's a lot I, better. I, w- I will say this as somebody who read all the books, the two books, and I've all seen those all books the too. <laughs> the mistake that Michael Crichton made with the first book, which is that it is a lecture and has like no emotion, is the mistake that Jurassic World makes, and so it's kind of in that way. Like what was intended with this franchise? All by the movies are lacking author. fractals. That's the problem. Well, but the thing is, is that Steven Spielberg came along and hit this, like, you know, turn of technology, and I'm sure we've talked to death on this podcast, and, like, we got something special that couldn't have existed any other time. But, like, this is the Jurassic Park formula, what Jurassic World is. And this going is the Jurassic, expecting- Jurassic Park formula, but it only works once. That's the fucking problem. There you, were try- you were just trying to argue that you saw awe in gymnastics punching raptors. I'm saying so- that movie is significantly better than... <laughs> than the Jurassic World, but I'm not saying we needed the Lost World Jurassic Park. 
I, I also I'm, argue that it might be Aaron. better if we'd only had one Jurassic Park than had to have any of these sequels. Even though I did enjoy Jurassic World, I'd be pretty much fine if we didn't have any sequels. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't that movie? Isn't this movie making that argument for you? Yeah, pretty like, much. Isn't which that is a shame. It is. Yeah. A sh- I mean, it is a shame that the movie like feels like it has to walk in being like, oh, you know, I kind of suck. Sorry, guys. Well, it makes sense that he's a one and done franchise director, and he's like, nope, not doing a Jurassic World sequel. Yeah. And he could have just said, by the time you see the movie, you'll understand. But, like, you know, there was going to be a fourth one, and somebody who was genuinely a fan of the first one got a chance to try to make it not suck. And he semi-succeeded to me. Yeah, I agree. Well, what about the characters? I mean, that's what it comes oh, okay, down to. Right. And well, we got to talk about Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas yeah, Howard, right. and I also have okay, to okay. slam the kids again. They okay. really right. suck. Let me and can I talk, yeah, can I start with the bullshit about Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I feel like a lot, a, genuinely, a lot of the problems in this movie, and I do think it has a lot of script problems, could be saved by making her character basically anything other than what she was. Because they make her this uptight person who doesn't know anything about dinosaurs, which made me wonder how she got her job. And they set up this sense this condescension between her and Chris Pratt and it was visible in the first clip they released from the movie that got even Joss Whedon to weigh in saying it was kind of bullshit and that 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 dialogue scene is one of the worst in the movie and not necessarily representative of the rest of it but wait pause for one second so we saw this clip isolated I mean if you watched it you did and if you didn't you're smart but in the movie it's still super awkward and he does this fist thing which I guess is supposed to mean sex is that what that yeah. means? I think it's supposed to mean sex, yeah. Okay, what the fuck? That does not mean sex. Punching the air does not mean sex. What does that mean? Any, what is any that, what thrusting is motion about? when you say you know means sex patches. No. You, you, can were thir- use, you were a 13-year-old No, boy. you can use your index finger to go through a little circle you make with your other hand, and that is sex. Fisting into the air like, is not sex. We need to have an Instagram or a Vine competition where we just have people say something like alluding to sex and thrusting with anything, and it will all come out. It will all be better than this moment where he's simulating sex by punching the air. It doesn't make sense. It's so obnoxious, and it really throws it. I mean, this might be nitpicking, but like... What the fuck? What is their dynamic? He, I mean, did he I mean, fist no, her on I'm the not first date? To defend the movie. <laughs> their I'm dynamic trying to is defend. really shitty. They went on a date because apparently they're like the only two single people on the island, which makes sense. Jake um, Johnson is single. They, yeah, that's true. Jake Johnson and Bryce Dallas Howard, they might get along great. But they went. They go on this terrible date. They don't like each other. You know, it's kind of it's supposed to be like the classic bantering situation, but it just makes it so painful when he is the one competent person in their entire situation and she doesn't know shit. And it would not have been that hard to make her like Ellie from the first movie or like Marion Ravenwood, like someone who has any sense of adventure. And there still could have been conflict between the two of them. She never takes off her goddamn high heels, which makes no sense. Right. Why is this movie not like Romancing the Stone, but with dinosaurs in the background? Yeah, there's just so many different ways you can express that dynamic. And for them to make her the really pinched corporate woman who... Needs to learn to let go and see the world. Like it's it's like a bad rom com trope. Well, and I mean, really I was sad. I would be okay if they did that. If they like, I don't know, committed to it in a less stereotypical way. Like it's way too surface. It's like everybody else in Jurassic Park movies are experts in what they do. Yeah, they're like expert hunters. They're like scientists. Expert they're expert photographers. Yeah. Even yeah. And it's like she's just like a pretty good manager from what we could tell. Who but doesn't like know you would, anything about the animals she's in charge of managing? Right, which might be thematic, but still like you could have expressed that. Well, she could have known the, the systems and the, the mechanics of the park, you know. She could have or known could have everything known else anything. around it. No, <laughs> known anything. anything. She could have once known this stuff and gotten away from it by taking like a well paying corporate job. Like there's so many different ways to do it. And it's <laughs> such a it, it, it's the fact that there are no female characters, in, like there are, there are female characters in the movie, but not not a lot. That there are no female characters you'd want to be. Like no one's going to come out of this movie wanting to like play Jurassic Park and be or play Jurassic World and be any of the women in the movie. And it sucks. Like it's so easy to fix, and Jurassic Park does it so well that it really it really frustrated me. Also, people people of color, shout out, except for one yeah. dude who lived Omar inside Sy. the log. Oh, uh, when the movie ended, some guy yelled out from the middle of the audience, a movie where the black guy lives to the end. Well, <laughs> that's, a, well, that's both a possibly a spoiler, but also not technically uh, his, wrapped up. His, his fate <laughs> is, I believe... Um, Unclear? Uh, Open what, for um, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. From the first book, somebody ends up that way. Anyway, well, I think it's a book uh, illusion. Interesting. Which I thought was, uh, I thought I was happy. I was happy when it was going down. 
But yeah, no spoilers. Um, all of that said, I thought Chris Pratt was pretty great. Chris Pratt is good. He just really has nothing to do. Like he's not very funny in this. Um, he can walk around with puffed up chest and and be kind of heroic. I just I'm I'm thinking back to the movie and there aren't really any great moments. He no one no one shines, you know. Even the supposedly uh emotional beats, you know, we were talking about this bronchios brachiosaurus scene that the uh ignomi- blah, what is that fucking dinosaur called? Brachiosaurus? No, Ignominus moron. Indominus Rex. Yeah, Indominus Rex, you know, has left these brachiosaurus carcasses and uh, Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow loves this scene because he gets to use his one practical dinosaur effect in it, and he really just, you know, luxuriates in this this brachiosaurus from the neck up. Loves it. Just push in on Colin, uh, Chris Pratt. Can't get enough. So good. That sounds like you're making the uh, sex. <laughs> I, I'm actually noise. fisting. Yeah, I'm fisting in the air right now. <laughs> no, I can see. Um, it's so boring. Like none of no. No one cares about these characters or that they're feeling the pain or that they're shocked that this dinosaur is killing for sport. It all falls flat. And so when they lead up to this, like, they kiss in this movie. I don't think that's a spoiler uh, because they are truly a classic romantic couple. And, of course, they kiss. And Bryce Dallas Howard gets to kill some dinosaurs. And I don't know why Chris Pratt kisses her after that. It's kind of kind of. It's lame. Weird. It's like bloodlust, literal bloodlust. It's a little weird. Also, <laughs> she kills a Tyrannosaurus Rex pterodactyl hybrid. Um, to- uh, that's a real. That's a real dinosaur. That is a real dinosaur. Yeah, then that's a real dinosaur. I it's just one of the many was... species we've discovered since the first Jurassic Park. That was I did so not goofy. know that was supposed to be a, hi- a Tyrannosaurus Rex pterodactyl hybrid. Apparently, it's it not a not, hybrid. It is not a hybrid. It is a real dinosaur. I thought it was They're just only a hybrid. Pterodactyl. It looks goofy. The only hybrid in this movie. Oh, there's a little stunt-headed uh, flying things. They're hard to pick out in like the trailers, but in the movie, it's there's two different types of flying things. Well, I stand wow. corrected on that one. I can't knock Trevor for that, but it just seems so extreme. And the deaths, I mean, I, I was really surprised how brutal this movie is it's at a lot times. Of blood. There's a lot of blood splattering on the camera and, you know, very innocent people who are established earlier in the movie die. Including in, uh, one of the few women. Yeah, including one of the women. And it's just like, why did she have to die in the most horrific, horrific way? Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, it's I a hope real, a kid it's, it's is like, not seeing this. I think this movie is not like super bloodlusty or overly violent but that moment was a really weird tone moment for me I, it kind of that was something where I was like do they really know what they're trying to do here was there a lot of blood splattering in Jurassic Park I can't remember no the only blood in Jurassic Park is on the goat's leg that drops on the top of the not even when she finds the hand and the uh, oh, I mean there's it's on. It's red, but it's not like dripping, and there isn't any smearage when she turns right, around. Because Jurassic anything. World is like there's blood dripping from the leaves, so there's blood splattering across the door or the lens of the camera. It's gruesome. It's very strange. Um, but you know, more, more, more. Wait, I hate <laughs> I, more, I, more, more. No, I we like need blue. more, more, more. more I like blue. More. <laughs> uh, so blue, Jake Johnson. Blue is a blue is a more. I would ta- I would take I would take some more of. But the, the, the movie tries some interesting things. It tries and fails, but no, it tries tries and and succeeds at a lot of things too. It tries and does does some things. She should have taken off her heels though. So let's wrap up. What what is this movie? The shot of her running in heels. Like if she really can run that fast in heels, she is the most impressive human in this entire movie. You gotta write a scene in where she gets a different pair of shoes. They literally go to the old Jurassic Park. I know. I was thinking about that. Someone's hiking boots had to be in there. Jeez. Like and and it seems to make a point about it because. When we see her, there's a big scene towards the end of the movie where she's running in the heels, and I feel like yeah, it's, oh, it's shot really in a way that's Im- like, ha-ha, she can run in heels. It, that's exactly what it's trying to do. It's supposed to make Fuck her more that. impressive, but the movie doesn't, it doesn't give her enough credit for that. And Bryce Dallas Howard is wonderful. I love I, her. I do, too. I'm really worried that people are going to see this and be like, she sucks. But, yeah, But she really doesn't. I like her a lot, and she really deserved better than this. Oh, well. Well, let's wrap up here. What 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 can you go to bat for with this movie? Like, what what... You're telling people to see it. You guys, you two are. What What about it? Like, why do they need to see this movie? Just the spectacle? Is that really interesting for you guys? It's so much CGI. Okay, it's got a performance from Chris Pratt to the level that uh, my husband, who had not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, swooned so hard for him. Like, really thought he was just incredible. And I think 
he, it's another like worthy of star making level performance from him. And he carries the movie, even though he doesn't get to be charming or funny at all, which is bizarre. Um, and the spectacle is pretty good. And I think it does have its heart in the right place. Even if the, uh, it's attempts to distance itself or, uh, you know, pay proper homage to Jurassic Park feels awkward at first. I think it gets over it and becomes a worthwhile movie on its own. Uh, yeah, if this would have been the sequel to Jurassic Park and then we got Last World in Jurassic Park 3, that would have made a lot more sense to me. Um, this one feels like it is a sequel and knows it's a sequel, and that is inherently interesting to me. And it's not going to be a classic, but it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm sold. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, it's it's okay. People, that that's the line, right? It's not bad. You're not going to yeah. see Jurassic World. It's not bad. You're not going to see. You're going to see it. You're going to see it, listener. Yeah. I Except just wanted one. Given the Indominus Rex. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted one good action scene, or like one thrill, or one. Wow, look at that effect. You know, take me somewhere. Take me. So I don't. I don't need to go somewhere big. I just need to go somewhere new or or make this movie about now or i don't know make this movie about you're anything the, uh, you are you're the thing i was complaining about on twitter where it's like if you pre- pretend this is about a sequel to willy wonka and the chocolate factory you're like why how hard can it be to make new candy i haven't tasted before that's not what i'm it's saying like really really goddamn hard that's not what i'm saying i feel I mean, like hitting the reset button was the way to go here i love jurassic park we discussed this earlier this week but i think it just needed to be a straight reboot with no history. Um, just do it again and do it with modern technology or do it with modern science. Reinvent Jurassic Park. Don't build upon it and shame and shame everything that's come after the original. You know, it's it's a colossal fuck up, I think. And the the cherry on top is swapping out. Uh, Mr. DNA for Jimmy fucking Fallon. <laughs> F this I hope, movie. I hope I'm on the review episode for Terminator Genesis because I think Patches is going to eat a lot of the things he just said. Eat them? Oh, That's not the same movie. Oh, not no, no. Topic. But just like, why didn't you go in a direction? Don't do the riff I'm expecting you to do. I, we'll talk I, after I, Terminator. It's not about Genesis. expectations. It's it's to be clear, really none not. of us have seen Terminator Genesis. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. It, you know, I I really want to make that clear. This is not about expectations. I just want to be, uh, I want to be shocked or I want to be thrilled. I want so- I do want something big and I want something fun. I didn't really. It wasn't a lot of fun. I guess that's the problem. And the most fun was Jake Johnson. And I think, in a perfect world, Jurassic World would have been Jake Johnson in the control room the whole time or just like looking like a true nerd yeah him him like wandering around being lost and making fun of things that would have been fun and i would play that as an oculus rift tie-in experience yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so in the future we'll get that for now ugh lightning round question yes it was kind of mangled so we'll have to decide right now what the true (laughs) lightning round question was but it was in honor of jurassic world kind of jurassic park what is the best pre-cgi or practical special effect before jurassic park i think that's key what but if you say terminator 2 that's not the spirit of the question um dave you heard on the review episode what what did you think i got to pick my own yeah i'm gonna go with my favorite which is Mark Hamill's transformation in the 1991 movie Guyver. He becomes like awesome. a uh, cockroach. Uh, it's a, you know, like a werewolf transformation, but into a cockroach. And uh, it's Mark Hamill in its early 90s special effects movie. Uh, it's pretty, pretty sweet. How Kafka-esque. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Katie? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to go with a an Akila Henry, who says Kermit riding a bike in the Muppet movie, Aww. which honestly, I'm still pretty impressed by just looking at now. How not excited are we for ABC's Muppets television show? I don't know. 
What? Uh, I mean, don't you think the just Muppets the, are kind of meant for a variety show? I do think they're meant for a variety show, but this is not a variety show. This but is it's a, like a about them working on a show. Thing. Yeah, it looks like Modern Family, but with Muppets. Never count the Muppets out. And fucking Walter's in it. No. Yeah, fucking Walter can go to hell, but everything else I'm By the way, down. his his full what? name what? is fucking Walter. <laughs> you guys don't get to stop the you know Muppets from being added. I'm I j I was way into Pepe like his first movie. <laughs> Well, I want Pepe is cool. Two, I'm going to confess, I did not see the second Muppet movie. So. You didn't. I've got some Maybe loose Walter Jello again. Really it's so much worse than the first one, and well, the first why one would is I bad. See it then, because this job forces me to see these movies. I mean, yeah. I would have wanted to see it because it was new people, and well, I guess the director was the same. I I like giving people second chances, which is why. So why don't you give? The I saw Jurassic World chance. after the horrible, horrible yeah. safety not guaranteed. <laughs> Dis. Um. Wait, what? Muppets? Uh, you, why, why? You should give the Muppets a check, second chance. Well, I gave them two chances, these modern Muppets, and I, I'll always have Muppets These Christmas modern Carol. Muppets, I just don't know what to do about them. I just want a funny sketch comedy show starring the Muppets, like them playing other characters. That's funny. You might get that. It might be like 30 Rock. Yeah, I didn't really watch 30 Rock. <laughs> what? Hang on. R- Rural juror. Right, I like I like things like Thirty Rock, but don't want to watch Thirty Rock. <laughs> I didn't say I like things like Thirty All right, Rock. That's what the quarter call is going to be. It's just going to be me making you watch Thirty Rock. Oh God, <laughs> the blood, the sweat, <laughs> tears. Patches, what's your pick? Yes, my, I'm going to pick at Juvie Cinephile, who said so many by the Archers, uh, the matte paintings in a matter of life and death, or the convent. This is the second answer here is really my favorite. The convent in the Himalayas in Black Narcissus. Um, I could stare at that frame, and I have Blu-ray stills, screen caps online of that uh, that overhead shot looking down. It's so cool. I love matte paintings. They look so much better than everything else to this day. I've been, you know, telling people that I've been rewatching the the Blu-rays on Star Wars and all the matte paintings of going into the Death Star. It's so cool. What's wrong with fuck you, Jurassic World? I blame Jurassic World for not having illustrated matte paintings. The end. Well, I believe that does it for this week's fighting in the war room. So much anger. I'm sorry, everybody. I love movies. Uh, we'll be back next week with a quarter quill. Oh my god, I can't believe it. This has come up. I know it's a. Uh, this is what 75. 75. 75. Crazy. Um, we'll be talking about something. Maybe just forcing patches to watch Dirty Rock for an hour. That'd be fun. Yes, um, Clockwork Orange style. That's going to be more enjoyable than that. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, tell the people who you are. I am Matt Patches. I am the senior writer at Esquire.com, and I'm on Twitter at Mr. Patches. I'm Dave Gonzalez. I'm on Twitter at da 70 on geek.com, latino-review.com, and forbes.com, writing about geeky stuff. And I'm Katie Rich. You can find me at vanityfair.com or on Twitter at Katie Rich, K-A-T-E-Y-R-I-C-H. And I want to plug Storm of Spoilers because I have been listening to it for the first time after yeah. basically accepting that the uh, books have pretty much caught up to the show and I can't be dramatically spoiled anymore. And I've been enjoying the hell out of it, so you haven't been listening up to this point i think it has more listeners than we do so you probably are but it's really good and neil miller uh if you're listening you're, you're great Joanna <laughs> and dave are great too but i talk to them all the time anyway it's great listen to it but also keep listening to this and we'll be back talking to you next week 